Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. This is Thursday, August 12th. And today I've got a real treat for you guys. My friend Dorinda Wilson has a brand new book out called The Four Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in Homeschool Life. You guys are going to love this interview. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Washington State was once admired for its public schools, its thriving economy, the safety of our cities, and our raw natural beauty. People wanted to move here. Now, they want to leave. The truth is, the radical left has been chipping away at our great state for a long time. They spent literally the last 30 years dismantling brick by brick the very virtues and values that made Washington State a sought-after place to live and work. The Democrats' assault on public safety through the demonization of police officers trying to do their job is threatening to our peace of mind and to the safety we have long enjoyed in the district. In fact, the disastrous policies of woke bureaucrats have emboldened criminals by allowing them to avoid conviction and incarceration. I've had enough. We can do better. The dream that Martin Luther King had for this country is quickly fading as once again we're focusing more on skin color than on character. Have you had enough? Because the left is just getting started. Our constitutional walls have been breached. Even our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms is being threatened. I've had enough. This must not stand. It's time for a change in leadership. And the only way to combat the bold, hostile takeover of our American way of life is to elect bold leaders who love this country and are willing and ready to fight for her. I'm Heidi St. John, and I'm running for Congress because I know that together we can turn the tide and restore America to the values that have made her the greatest nation on earth. If you've had enough of weak Republican leadership and dangerous Democrats, I invite you to join me in the fight for the soul of America. There's no time to lose, and I'm just getting started. This ad was paid for by friends of Heidi St. John. So thanks for listening today, you guys. Before I get started, I want to remind you that we are in the middle of a wonderful study over at MomStrong International with my friend Jennifer Strickland. We are going through beautiful lies, and this is a great opportunity for you to jump right in there. It's a three-month study, and we are unpacking the lies that the adversary tells us about ourselves. And as you guys have heard me say a million times, we are living in an incredible time of deception right now. And I think part of the reason we're struggling is because we're living in a generation of biblically illiterate Christians, people who don't know God's word and who can't defend it. And if that's you and you want to know God's word more, hop on over to MomStrong International and check out that study. I think you guys are going to be really blessed. Also, my schedule is pretty full right now. And if you want to find out where I'm going to be, particularly as it relates to the congressional campaign, you can head over to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. All right, you guys, without further ado, I want to introduce my friend Dorinda Wilson to you. Some of you guys have been around long enough to have heard her on the show with me before, but Dorinda and I have known each other for a long time. I think between us, we have 700 kids. I'm not entirely sure, but it feels like a lot. It feels like a lot. And she's been homeschooling for over 25 years and she has a brand new book out, which when I heard the title, I was like, oh yeah, that that that's going to preach because who didn't want to wrap up their school day in four hours? So I invited her on the show and she's here and I'm just so happy to have her. Dorinda, my friend, welcome to the show. Yes, it is. And you, uh, since you were on my show last, you've got your first book out from uh, Zondervan, correct? Yes, that is correct. I had two self-published books before, but this one was the uh, publishing company 
did this. So this was really exciting. That's exciting. And you and I, so we've we've been, uh, you know, running around this uh, homeschool mulberry bush for a long, long time. And uh, when I wrote Becoming Momstrong, I said, you're one of the first people that really encouraged me to stay the course because I'm pretty sure I wanted to quit. I'm pretty sure. Actually, I want to quit every Thursday. I, 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 I think <laughs> every Thursday, I'm just like, what the heck am I doing this for? You know? Uh, but as we watch what's going on in the culture, and I know that your message has really sh- uh, changed over the years too. I used to sort of soft step it, you know, what's going on mm-hmm. in the schools. I used to mm-hmm. say, hey, it's not for everybody. Now I'm like, no, it is for everybody. If you love your kids, you got to get them out of the public school system because mm-hmm. they're poisoning mm-hmm. our, our kids and they're dying. Like they're literally dying now. And so what I love about this book is that you've really taken the book and you've um, you've made homeschooling feel doable. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, even the cover is just so relaxing. I mean, like, really, there's a is that a, a, a child on the on the cover in a hammock? It's and up for interpretation. Butterflies, butterfly. <laughs> I'm like, really? And then the laundry's folding itself, and then the, right? the princesses are in the background. And but I just feel better looking at it. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love that. But That's what great. made you what made you want to write this? So let's let's um, back up because there's a lot of people on the show that haven't heard you before on the show. And um, tell everybody kind of who you are, how many kids you have, you know, what made you crazy enough to homeschool your kids? Because you've got eight <laughs> kids, right? Yes, eight kids. We uh, Daryl and I have been married for almost 32 years, and we have eight kids ages 16 to 30. And so five are boys and three are girls, and then we have seven grandkids. And yeah, we've been at this thing, like you said, running around the mulberry bush for uh, well over two and a half decades. Uh, so we have seven kids graduated so far. We've got one left, so the finish line is in sight. Oh, wow. Yep. You and I are kind of in the same place. I've got two left and the finish line is, is in sight. And it really, you know, it's a, it's a thing, this homeschooling thing, you know, and I don't like to lie to people. And so I won't like, there are days when, you know, and I know that you and I have both had these days when you're just like, what the heck are we even doing this for? Um, but at the end of the day, looking back on it now, after all these years, um, I always think this was the hardest, best thing I've ever done. Do you feel that way? Oh, absolutely. I tell people all the time, this is on the top of the list of things that my husband and I are so glad we did. One of our best decisions, the best decisions we ever made. Um, Because at the end of the day, um, we have our family. Our our kids are, uh, we're close to our kids. Our kids are close to us in a very healthy way as adults. And um, there's just a support system that we have for each other that I am convinced would not have happened had we not spent copious amounts of time together over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the gift of homeschooling, right? It's the, it's that you're the one who's in the driver's seat of your kid's education and not somebody who's going to teach them that they evolve from an amoeba out of some big bang somewhere. You know, you're able to, to teach them the most important things. Exactly. Exactly. And education is about so much more than um, just, you know, the curriculum and the book work. I mean, the, the real life skills and those soft skills I've watched as our kids have grown into adulthood. And I know you have had the same experience. It's that day to day teaching them how to have healthy relationships, how to work hard, um, how to, you know, set a goal and, and reach it. Um, even if that means, you know, 
especially in the younger years, saying, okay, I want you to get this this yard raked. Um, you need to figure out how you're going to tackle this. You know, those are the things we just tend to gloss over and we don't really look at as part of their education, but they are a huge part of that. And at the end of the day, those are the things that our kids bring into their adult life that actually really matter and help them make good decisions and help them, you know, live wise and godly lives. Yeah, and and I get I get the feeling that you raise your kids in much the same way that Jay and I did because we have been also just we're coming up on thirty two years also, and I never saw you in all the times that we live close to each other up in Washington State. I never saw you give your kids uh, trophies for participating. <laughs> Nope, that did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> and because really, I mean, that's where that's part of the reason why we're, we're in the situation that we're in. And part of what uh, has made homeschooling, I think, such a good thing is exactly what you're saying. We're teaching the kids life skills. We're like, hey, you got to You got to make your bed. Hey, look at you. You're on you're on kitchen patrol today. And it looks like you're on kitchen patrol tomorrow, too, because you just gave me the stink eye, you know, whatever exactly. it is. <laughs> and you teach your kids. Uh, life skills. And long after you've done, you know, you've closed the last page on that math book by the grace of God, you've got relationships with your kids and they're your favorite people. Exactly. And and they become like your best friends. Uh, Daryl and I sometimes will look at each other and go, you know, I wonder if we should make more friends our own age. And then we look at each other and go, nah, you know, <laughs> These guys are awesome. They t- they continue to teach us so much. But, you know, Heidi, back to what we, you were saying about the advantage we have to speak truth into our kids' lives, giving our kids a biblical worldview is absolutely essential. And honestly, I don't know how we can do that as well um, in any other scenario than homeschooling because we're with them day in, day out. You know, you always say education is never neutral. It's not, it's discipleship. And so if we are intentionally discipling our children throughout the day and then then the weeks and then the months, that adds up. And all of a sudden, you know, what, what felt like kind of a long, sometimes hard journey, you know, they say the days are long, but the years are short you get to the to the place where you're launching them and you're and you're looking back and going okay for the investment made the return is unbelievable uh, i mean this is a wise investment any business person would look at this and say yeah this is a wise investment because the return is just so great Oh yeah, and it, and it wasn't like you know you know we ever really planned on this is the thing we're going to do. I know that you you kind of came to the decision earlier than I did, but were you homeschooled yourself? Was Daryl homeschooled? No, no, neither of us were homeschooled. We were both public schooled, and um, I know that sometimes, often parents who are starting to homeschool are really nervous because they they haven't known anything else. And you know, I can I can speak to that. I know Heidi, you can speak to that. My husband can speak to that. You know, that at the end of the day, if God's calling you to this, um, He's going to equip you to do it, and He is so faithful. And you know, what I did was just look back at. Uh, some of the good experiences that I had, some of the the ways that some of the teachers taught that I liked, and I and I used that and and the rest of it, you know, that if I didn't think it was going to be a good fit for our family, I had the freedom to not do it, you know, and and that's the beauty of homeschooling is you have the flexibility and the freedom to do what God is leading you to do. Um, instead of just patterning after whatever your experience was or whatever someone else is doing or whatever someone's telling you to do. Because at the end of the day, we're going to stand before the Lord responsible 
for every decision concerning our children as we're raising them, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. So if you send your child to school and that teacher teaches them something that isn't good, that's on you as a parent. And I think that's so important to understand that we are responsible as parents for all of it. And um, and that's why at the end of the day, uh, you, we can listen. Obviously, we want to listen for good counsel, wisdom, things like that. But at the end of the day, we've got to answer to the Lord. Yeah. And it's more important now. I mean, this is not something the church has been teaching. So forever and ever, you know, it was just, why would you, why would you do that? You know, why would a, I mean, this is my thought, you know, why would a, why would a sane woman, you know, when, when, a, when a school bus would come and take your kids and you could get a shower in relative peace and they'd be gone, you know, all day. Uh, why would we, why would we choose to keep them home? It really has to be because we understand the value of education and you start to, you start to see that when a student is fully trained, he really will be like his teacher. And you bring up a really good point because we don't like to say parents, you're responsible. We don't like that. You know, we just, what are you kidding me? I just put my kid in a really great school and I I know the teacher. Yes. But if your child is being taught uh, a lie and that lie permeates their heart and their spirit, you're the one, according to Deuteronomy six, it's going to be held accountable when we stand before the Lord. And that's a sobering thought, but it's one that parents need to take to heart. God loves these children. And he says, it is better for us to have a millstone hung around our neck and be thrown into the sea than to cause even one of his children to stumble. And when we put them into an education system that is really on its head. I mean, the transgender movement is just, to me, the nail in the coffin for what's going on in the schools. The Bible says that we're the ones who are going to answer for that. That's right. That's right. And, and, and the flip side is we have such an opportunity when we have them home and we're walking alongside them throughout the day. And oh, like you mentioned, there are hard days. I remember closing my eyes and just envisioning, okay, what would it be like if they all got on the school bus and went down and I would say, bye-bye. See bye-bye. you later. And Hope I you realized, find your dad. Yeah, right. And about 15 minutes later, I would be panicking, going, what are they learning? Who's impacting them? What kind of values are they? You know? So I knew at the end of the day, I could not do it. But a friend of mine, um, who's kind of like a Titus two mom said something to me once that I pulled out of my pocket on those days when I was thinking to myself, I am failing at this. I'm thinking these kids are not going to be okay. This is, was a really bad idea. Um, and she said this, she said, Dorinda, if all you do is keep your kids out of public school and you don't teach them anything, you will have done them a favor. So that was what I pulled out of my back pocket on those bad days. But you know what? The honest truth is my kids were learning all the time because kids are curious by nature. They are natural learners. What I've really learned along the way is most of the time it just means get out of the way and let them follow some of their interests. Obviously, we want some, we're going to have some directed learning, but that self-directed learning is so valuable. That playtime is so valuable. That time to pursue their hobbies and their interests and their passions is so valuable. Mm-hmm. And really, you're helping them figure out because, you know, you and I have talked about this before that our kids come to us with a particular bend mm-hmm. and we're, we want to try to fold them along the bend. Right. And the school system doesn't do that. The school system folds them the way the school system wants to fold them. And we wonder why our kids are burned out and stressed out, why they hate school. And you have an opportunity, and I've watched you do this over the years, to really foster a love of learning with your kids. And sometimes the love of learning just comes from learning how to make preserves or... Yes. 
you know, learning how to make homemade homemade bread. I do declare, though, Dorinda, that one of my favorite <laughs> memories of your house is going to you're letting uh, bread rise in your oven. Do you mm-hmm. remember this? And I mm. want to say it might have been Silas that turned on the oven. And mm. so the uh, the Tupperware melted. Yep. Remember that? Yep. That was amazing. Yep. I was like, Silas did a lot of things at our house. <laughs> you know? I was Do like, look at us. This is science, kids. Yes, exactly. Science. Uh, things like, you know, he p- unplugged the crock pot at 10 o'clock in the morning, unbeknownst to me. <laughs> And I'm thinking dinner is going to be ready. And you feel so good about yourself. Feeling great about myself. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, yeah. at the end of the day, it was Cheerios for us. That's right. And, and, and everyone survived. They did. And so, and so it's good. And, and those are the things. I mean, honestly, those are the things my kids remember. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. remember that we got to sit down and read missionary stories. And they remember that time that we, you know, and all the things that I felt like I was failing in as it right. turned out. That's not the things that they remember. Although I am the butt of a whole bunch of jokes. Like, you remember when mom, remember when mom, you know, spanked the wrong kid? Oh, it was so funny. And I'm like, wait, what? You know, wait, wait, what happened? And they're laughing, you know, and Sierra's looking at me like it really wasn't that funny. And Savannah's like, yes, it was hilarious. You know, but these are, these are the stories of our family now. Exactly. And it doesn't look exactly. like traditional school. So I want to I want to kind of get into some of the meat of what you wrote about, because I think it's going to encourage a lot of people who are just at the jumping off place because it's August. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're mm-hmm. watching these stupid lockdowns are coming back again oh. and the mask mandates and this this it's communism. Honestly, what's happening right now. And you and I talk about this a lot just on the phone, how it's it's. I, I'm almost speechless of what's happening to our nation right in front of our eyes right now mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we've got wicked people in in uh, in leadership. And so there are a lot of people that are pulling their kids out of school who never thought that they would do this. Right. And in fact, they're still going, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> and they're thinking that they have to do this thing, you know, eight, nine, ten hours because mm-hmm. after all, the school bus got their kid at seven in the morning and dropped them off at four. But right. that's not what it has to look like. So how can they get um, that same quality of education. I mean, we can talk all day long about if it's really quality education in the public right. school or not. Right. But how right. can they how can they do that and not feel like they have to do it from eight in the morning to four o'clock at night? Well, I think there's several there are several things, and I talk about these in the book: the nurturing, the independent learner. I think that's really important. But at the end of the day, really, what what happens is because. We've got one of we've got some of the greatest uh, things on our side. One of them is you, we know that a low student teacher ratio is yep. one of the number one uh, uh, predictors of success for yep. kids in education. Right. Well, even with my eight kids, that was a low student teacher ratio. Yeah. yeah right? right. So at the end of the day, my kids are getting more one on one from me. They're getting more of the um, you know me honing in on what's actually interesting to them, what they're ready for, what they're not ready for. I, as the parent, can gauge that, and because of that, it, it, it becomes homeschooling becomes efficient mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And so when you start in the morning, so I had this a mom, you know, write to me the other day and she was like, Heidi, I'm going to start for the first time. I have five kids at home. My oldest is eight and I'm already crying. Mm-hmm. I don't know what time to get up in the morning. I don't know. Do they need a schedule? And I, for me, the schedule really helped because it just gave right. me direction. Do you mm-hmm. encourage people, hey, come up with a plan? Absolutely. Or, or do you just say throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks? No, no, no. I mean, absolutely. I had to have a plan. I, I felt like I, I, I need a routine. I think kids need routine. We all need routine. It's kind of how we're wired. I think God put us together that we need a rhythm. And so the first challenge would be finding a rhythm. And so 
I, I believe that, you know, our school day wasn't just about the books. It was also the chores that happened before Holla. the books in the morning. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. And- <laughs> Preach it, sister. <laughs> so the chores and the, and then we would go into the like more directed learning. And then, you know, we tried to be done. Most of the ages were done by noon. High schoolers would go a little past. Um, and then in the afternoon, they had some margin. They had time to pursue their interests and their hobbies. And it gave me time to do some of the things that I needed to do. So a little more self-directed in the afternoons and then back to maybe a few chores and dinner time and then family time after that. And that was just sort of like just a really quick overview of what our day looked like. And we lived like that pretty much the entire, our entire homeschooling journey. And um, my kids to this day thank me for not only having a routine and knowing what to expect, but also knowing that they could expect that open-ended time in the afternoon to pursue the things that they loved and were interested in and time to play and be together as, as you know, as, as siblings. And oh my goodness, the stories they can tell and the stories they love to tell around the right. campfire are yeah. just, yeah. Some of them I'm like, really? I didn't know about that because I'm really glad I was praying for y'all because there could have been death involved here. <laughs> I but saw you know, it, it's, it's, these kids learned so much just playing together and, and being outside and, and just being kids. Oh, it's so true. I saw the best uh, Calvin and Hobbes um, cartoon the other day. I haven't, I haven't seen it in a long time because they don't, they don't make good cartoons anymore. It's very sad. Uh, but here's, you know, Calvin, he's up at the top of this really, really high ladder and he's getting ready to jump into like a little mini blow up pool. And Calvin is like, you better hurry up. Your mom's trying to get your attention. <laughs> he's, you know, and I'm sure she's just like, don't jump. And you can tell he's like, okay, you know, and I was thinking, oh my word, if that doesn't, you know, if that doesn't, you know, uh, sum up the last 22 years of homeschooling, you know, I don't know, I don't know what was, but it's the stuff that our kids remember and they actually get a lot of bang for their childhood buck. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when we, I saw this in your kids and I know I've seen it in mine too, you know, my 10 year old just last week, I went downstairs to see her playing. She was having a tea party with her teddy bears, you know, and so she, all the, all the teddy bears were sitting around the table and a friend of hers, who's uh, almost 13 years old was over and they were playing, they were dressing up and putting out their teapots and everything. Oh. I promise you that wouldn't have happened if right. she had been a product of the public school mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she doesn't, she's not ashamed of the fact that she still wants to play with dolls and still That's wants right. to play with her teddy bears and wants to learn how to make, you know, English breakfast tea in the afternoon. And I was, I just, I stood for a moment and just watched and thought to myself, thank you, Lord, mm-hmm. that even though, you know, our oldest daughter now is 30, I, my 10 year old is still able to be a child, partly because we, we kept her home mm-hmm. and, uh, and we, we nurtured that in her. And I know that you guys did that too. You outline in the book, some of the benefits of homeschooling. And I know that there's a lot of dads. It seems to me that the dads are the ones that come along. They, they have a harder time because they're just like, you know, we've got an idea of what education looks like. When you are talking to people about the major benefits of homeschooling, um, what are some of the things that you, that you throw out there for the, for the parents who are like, I just don't know. Well, I think, you know, we mentioned this before, but just them being able to have a childhood. I I think God, he could, he designed our kids to have a childhood and for them to learn from that childhood. And, you know, as our kids are playing, they are also learning how they learn and they're learning how to uh, be resourceful when they want to find out more about something. And, and we can walk alongside of them in that. But um, I think the other thing that just has really been such a big benefit for us is just 
I think I mentioned this before, just a strong, cohesive family. This family life has fed into so many different blessings for our kids as adults. But, um, you know, you talk about the, 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 the hard days and the, and the difficult things and, and some of the things that our kids talk about now, um, I look back and, and they were obstacles that our family overcame together. And, you know, it's, it's in overcoming obstacles that we actually become bonded. You, you remember that um, airplane that landed on the river in DC? Um, I think Sully was the, the, the pilot. And, you know, as far as I know, that group of people still gets together every year because there's just this bond between them from going through something um, that was so, so much of a crisis. And I think about, you know, all the, you know, bigger and smaller little crises that we go through as a family. And as we walk through that together and we overcome together, that is what brings us together as a family. And, you know, in that process, I really believe that we are teaching our kids also at the same time, simultaneously, how to be the body of Christ to each other. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't really understand because in order to understand what it looks like to be the body of Christ, we have to understand what a healthy family life looks like. So as we're giving our kids a healthy family life, we're also benefiting the church ultimately because our kids are going to know how to be part of a community of believers and have healthy relationships and speak to people when, you know, maybe there's something that needs to be dealt with and, you know, um, live alongside of each other and help each other and, and things like that. So, I, I mean, the, the list is really, it's, it's, it's pretty extensive um, in terms of how our kids benefit, but those are a couple of things that just come to mind right now. Yeah. Cause it just goes way beyond the academics, you know, exactly. I mean, we're, exactly. we're teaching our kids to be lifelong learners, but you're also teaching them the value of, of family. You're modeling for them what marriage looks like. And, uh, you know, several of our kids are married now and boy, I'll tell you, you know, you don't realize when you're in the thick of it, that what you're doing is going to translate into something that's going to bless your kids for the rest of their lives. Uh, and it, and it just does. I am sh shocked and amazed, but we are already out of time. Can you come back tomorrow? Cause I want to get into some of the more, uh, of the nitty gritty of homeschooling because there are a lot of people who are going, I just don't know how to transition my kids. They've been in public school and they're going to freak out, you know? Right. And I know um, that you spoke to that in the four hour school day. So would you mind coming back tomorrow and we will uh, finish this discussion with some more practical tips for parents who are just starting out? I would love that. Thank you for coming on my friend. Thank you. You guys want more information on Dorinda Wilson? I will link back to all things Dorinda in the show notes today, and you can find her book, The Four Hour School Day, anywhere books are sold. I will link back to it at Amazon today. But you guys know I'm going to encourage you run down to your independent bookstore and stop giving Amazon your money. So uh, we want to get that book into the hands of parents and bless these independent bookstore owners at the same time. So that book again is called The Four Hour School Day. Thanks for listening today, everybody, and I will see you back here tomorrow with my friend Dorinda Wilson at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.